Welcome to the Relationship Academy, your go-to podcast for answers to all your relationship struggles, where we talk about love, emotions, connection with yourself and others, everything that is otherwise swept under the rug, because it affects your relationship with yourself, and anything that affects you affects your relationship with others. And at the Relationship Academy, we help you make relationships better. This is your host and the self-love advocate, Neha Soni. Today's featured guest, Danny Muniz, has appeared on national television and worked with organizations such as the Walt Disney Company. She has worked with thousands of clients for almost 20 years as a leadership coach and trainer, developing the leaders of the future in corporate and the entrepreneurial space is her passion. She brings a unique holistic approach combining spirituality, astrology, and science to get results for her clients that no one else can. She specializes in helping soul-based female entrepreneurs go from all over the place and in their own way to taking their power back. As a spiritual designer, Danny is a leader in the field of personal leadership, breaking generation paradigms, and intuitive astrology. She resides in Los Angeles, California with her family and Jake, the amazing pug. Let's talk to Danny. Welcome to the Relationship Academy, Danny. Hi, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. I am, I had an amazing conversation with you. And so I want my listeners to know everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> you do so many things like you're into astrology, Akashic records, and you shared with me something so, something I could relate with for three decades, like 30 years of your mm. life, you didn't know yourself. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it's, and it can be so hard. Life can be very tough not knowing yourself. And there was a moment that like, everybody goes through that moment when they wake up uh, and they say, no, we can't do this. I can't do this anymore. So I want you to take us to that place, Danny. Yeah, so I'm sitting on the bathroom floor and surrounding me is throw up. Tears are running down my face. I, I can't breathe. And the thoughts that are running through my head are, I can't do this. I can't marry him. I can't. And I don't know what to do. Wow. It was, yeah, it was two weeks before we were about to get married. And I... I knew at that very moment as I'm sitting there 
that I did not want to marry him. I didn't want that to be my life. And I didn't know how to get out of it. Wow. That, yeah. that must have been so hard. What? Mm. Tell me what gave you the courage to speak up and who did you need to talk to about this? Who did you need to confront? So there were a couple of things, you know, I knew 10 months prior that um, I needed to leave. I had, we had been on, we were on vacation actually, uh, in Mar it was for Mardi Gras. So we were down in New Orleans with some friends and family and uh, on, on, of his. And um, there was a conversation that we had while we were there. Um, and it, 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 it made me realize that I didn't, right. I didn't, I didn't want to marry him or, or I didn't, I knew this relationship wasn't right. Um, I mean, I had, I guess I had known that, but it finally just kind of hit me. Right. And so I knew then 10 months prior. And so when I got back from that trip, I had a 45 minute to maybe, maybe an hour just depended on traffic in LA. And I would say to myself every single day in the car, driving home, you are strong. You can do this. You got this. You can handle anything that comes your way. It was really my first time of entering into affirmations, of, of saying affirmations, of, of, you know, building myself up, which I still, to do, I still do to this day, not as much as I did back then, but I, I didn't know, right? And because I knew that there was going to be a point that I was going to have to do this. I knew I didn't want to do it, but I let it get all the way to that point, all the way to like the edge, you know, you're at the cliff and you're at that edge and it's like, are you going to jump? <laughs> right? What are you going to do? And I think, I mean, knowing that I was going to have to tell him was one thing mm -hmm. um, because I knew that he wasn't going to accept it. Because in his, his view was like, everything's fine. Everything's good. Right. And, 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 and it may have appeared that way, but I think I had checked out of that relationship so long ago that I was just there and, you know, he was fine with that version of me, or maybe he thought he was fine with that version of me. I don't know, but he, he didn't want to, he didn't want to accept it. He didn't want to do it. He didn't, he was, he was fighting me the entire time saying, no, we can work this out. And, you know, this wasn't the first time that we had, um, we had been through the, this conversation. We had definitely been through that conversation a couple of times before, um, you know, the last time that I had done that, which is several years prior, he had, cause we were at that point together, um, nine years and it was just, just about to hit the 10th. And, you know, prior to that, he had left, I had left, we had separated and I had, mo had moved out and his life crumbled. Mm. He, what, he was sick. He was hospitalized. He was about to lose his job. Um, you know, his friends were like, Danny, he's not doing well. And I, I felt sorry. I felt bad. I felt like I had done this to him. And 
I went back. And so mm. I think you know, in his, you know, his friends had even told me, Danny, he doesn't think you'll ever leave him. And that was like, I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't think that I would ever leave him because <laughs> I thought, well, this is, this is it. This is just what you do because everybody around me was saying that it was right. And, you know, my parents especially. And so, you know, um, I had to create some distance with him and, and I, like, I, I, I appeased him. I told him, let me just go away for a week. Right. It was, it was around Christmas. And so I said, let me just go away for, for Christmas and, um, let me just get my head straight, you know? Um, cause that was what was, cause what was going on in my mind was like, this is done and I just need to get away from you. But he wasn't going to let me do that. And, and mm. he, he was fighting me on it. And so I said, you know, let me, let me just go to my parents for the holiday and I'll be back mm. and we, we can talk then, you know, mm. but in my head, mm. I was like, no, no, I just need to get out of here. I just, I had packed my car with like, you know, some clothes and it was like, I just need to get out of here. Mm. And, um, and so then there was, you know, I didn't even tell my parents when I went, yeah. Yeah. I, I just told them. Um, you know, he, he, we decided, you know, this is our last Christmas before we're married. So we're, we're going to spend our, our, the holiday with our family separately. Like I made up this lie. So I didn't have to tell them because I was afraid to tell my parents. Yeah. Get married. Wow. There's like the, I, I, I mean, as, you, as you're speaking, I'm hearing you and there's this inner fight that's going on, which is very obvious, but you you're you're you don't you're not spelling it out to yourself mm -hmm. and you're you're yes. kind of getting ready to say it out loud like hear it really yeah so you want you want to separate so that you can hear it all mm -hmm. yeah yeah and my my parents lived out of state so it was like it was a drive you know it was like i was mm. gonna drive you know to get there and mm. have some you know it was like not only not only um it was like a big physical space that I needed to separate to yeah. allow myself to, to just get like, I had, it's like, I had done it. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, it was like, I said <laughs> it, I put it out there. Now, what do I do? Like, I didn't think of that. I was just so building myself to up to just say it that now what do I do? Right. So, um, so yeah, I just needed to create that space so that I could, yeah, I could. You're you're 100 right. Hear my thoughts. Hear hear myself. Hear what I was I was really uh, desiring and and how to take those next steps. Yeah, sounds it sounds to me like you know that that inner intuition that we kind of doubt sometimes or mm. like that approval. Okay, somebody needs to tell me, and then I'm like, oh yeah, 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 right. I need to do that, but then. We already know it, but we're not listening for that, not no. listening to that. So it's no. like there that's what creates a fight inside. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's like it takes like so much courage to to take that step and like just boom, say it and and do it and and you did it, which is which is awesome. And then, and then what happened when you after <laughs> after you took that break, um, then what happened? You know, when I, when I came, when I came back, um, 
surprisingly, I think, you know, I think he already knew Hmm. and he needed to do his own processing. And I think, you know, when we, when we came back, I mean, there was a little bit of, of we can do this, but it wasn't as strong. It was like the fire had been kind of put out, so to speak. And so we weren't caught up in it anymore because we had gave ourselves that that space or I had created that space for us. And so, um, you know, he, he eventually, uh, <laughs> said, okay. And, and was like, all right, but I knew that it still wasn't going to be easy and mm-hmm. he wasn't going to leave. I mean, we had just bought a house uh, a year prior, so I knew he wasn't going to leave. He was going to stay. And so I had to pack up my stuff and move and leave. Um, that was the only, that was the only way, you know, hmm. at least in my, in my head at that time, I was like, I can't stay here. I don't want to stay in this house. I don't want to stay near you because the more I stood near him or with him, the harder it would be. So I had to create more and more space. Uh, but that next month was, was, uh, was very challenging because I moved and moved out, but I was constantly getting messages and texts and, um, you know, things mailed to me and, you know, he showed up at my work and it, still he was trying and trying and trying so hard to to get me back Hmm. but there was another another conversation that I had to have that I I want to talk about because I feel like this is something that you know having the conversation with your partner is one thing Hmm. but depending on your family yeah that could also be another thing and so for me I had to also have a conversation with my parents yeah. And most importantly, my father. Um, mm. I I didn't know if my father or my parents, like, I didn't know how they were going to react. I was, I was nervous. Um, I was more nervous that they were going to tell me that I was wrong and mm. that I had to go through with it. And so I, it's, it's partly why when I was there for that Christmas, I didn't tell them because I didn't want to hear, I didn't want them to sit there and sit me down and be like, well, Danny, you need to go through with this. <laughs> let's, let's help you get on track so that you can go through with this. You know, I, I so I called my mother because I thought, well, this is going to be easier. <laughs> my mom's much easier than my dad. Hmm. So I called my mother and I told her and immediately she said, honey, you're just nervous. You're just, you're just nervous. Uh, and, and I said, I, yeah, I, I get that mom, but I don't want to do this. And she was like, well, honey, you know, you know, there's always, you know, the, ch- the, the, what did she say? The, um, I can't even remember her words right now, but it, but it was like, you're just, you're just scared. It's just, you're just scared feet, you know, that kind of thing. Like you're, mm. you're, you're nervous about it, you know, but, but it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. You're going to get, you're just nervous. You're going to be married. It's fine. Like she just kept reinforcing to me that I was going to be fine, that it was going to be okay, that I needed to do it. And when, when I wasn't, I wasn't accepting that mm. I, I was kind of pushing back. I was like, no mom, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is what I want to do. You know, I, I kept kind of saying that back and I, I wasn't accepting what she was saying. And so she told me, well, and this is how she said it. Well, you're going to have to talk to your dad then. And it Oops. was like, oh, 
Yeah. That dreaded conversation. Like, <laughs> so yeah, so here I am thinking like, oh my goodness, I already know this is going to, like, it was just, it was hard with my mom. Like, now mm. I'm going to talk to my dad. Oh. So yeah, so she she tells my dad, you know, I tell her, you know, she's like, I'll tell your dad to call you. I said, all right. So the next day I'm out shopping. I'm at uh, an arts and craft store, Michael's, and mm-hmm. she tells me, or my phone rings and it's my father. <clears throat> And I'm like, oh, man, okay, here we go. And he says, um, hey, your your mom your mom said you want to talk to me. And I said, yeah, um, I do. And he said, he said, what's going on? I said, dad, I, I don't think I want to get married. And he said, are you sure? And I paused and I said, yes. Mm. And he said, okay, that's all I needed to hear. And that was it. That was it. He went on to tell me that he 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 knew something was wrong. He was like, "This, I knew something was wrong, Danny." He's like, "You're so, you know, prepared and organized, and you were dragging your feet with every decision about this wedding. Every decision you were making was it was like pulling teeth with you, and it, you were dragging your feet so much. I knew something was wrong." He said, "But you were going through with it." And I was going to support you. I was going to support your decision in whatever you wanted to do. He said, so if you don't want to do it, then you don't, then, then you're not going to do it. Mm. Biggest shock of my life. (laughs) (laughs) But, and so you had those, and you had those conversations and it, it went pretty all right. Uh, Not, I mean, like, especially the one with your father was, was quite, quite unexpected, but then like, there is this element of, okay, what about that element of trust that you have inside of yourself? Like you what, your need to have this conversation with your father and like your parents, you know, mm-hmm. how did you, how did you build that, that trust within yourself? Like, okay, I, where, where, when, what was the point when you said I, okay, it sounds like you needed approval, right? Mm-hmm. from them yeah and when what was it like to to be like what was the point in your time where you said okay i do not need their approval anymore so this is interesting because although i felt their support um at that time when you know, this was all going down and this was huge for me, right? This was huge. This was a huge, this is the first time that I was, you know, kind of saying, um, I'm not gonna go through with what, um, society, you know, tells me to do Um, because, you know, I was, I was, you know, already in my thirties and, I wasn't married and I didn't have any kids and I had been in a long-term relationship. I had just bought a house with this person. And so it's like, I was, you know, I was doing great in my job. And so it, from the outside, it appeared that all these things were were right. And I was doing the right things and it, it looked like this, everything was great and perfect and all those things. And, and it wasn't, but it appeared mm. that way. Yeah. And, and so it's interesting because although they were there at that point, um, you know, quite a few years later, um, probably mm. around, I don't know, maybe six, seven years later, maybe not even that, maybe five years later, there was a point where I had now been really working on my personal development, on my love for myself, 
on, um, you know, I had, I had, I had dove into religion quite a bit. Um, and I, I found myself questioning everything, questioning, uh, there had been, um, there had been a lot of, of, of things that had kind of happened, but after this, you know, five years, I had done a lot of work, um, with understanding who I was and discovering who I was and reading books, you know, by Brene Brown. Um, and, you know, you also talked about Osho and, you know, just really diving into different topics and kind of getting into, at that time, I, I didn't really get a whole lot into astrology, um, but there was some aspects of that starting to come in. But at the time, I, I had to make a decision about something. And the decision was not something that I, I, I didn't, I knew was going to be a big deal, but I didn't think was going to be that big of a deal. And, and it was in regards to my relationship and the way that my partner would interact with my family. And so I told my love, I said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to my father. Cause it was like, I have to talk to my father, right? There was always, there's always been this approval that I needed from my father, um, for everything, every decision I made, everything, that I would do, it always had to be run by my father. And so, you know, he was the, he's, he is the patriarch of the family. And so it had to be run through him. And so I told him, you know, I said, can you, I just need you to do these things for me, baby. Can you do these things for me? And he said, okay. Um, and so I, you know, again, it was like, dad, I need to talk to you. And so he called me and, you know, I'm driving home from work because I was still working in corporate at the time. And he said, what's going on? And I told him and, you know, over Bluetooth, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I staked my claim. I said, um, you know, dad, this is what's going to happen. And he said, no, I don't accept that. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I, you may not understand it and you may not like it, but this is what's going to happen. And he said, he said, do you think that that's okay? And I said, do I like it? No, but it, is it something that I have to do? Is it something, is this, is this something that, um, that needs to be done? Yes. Hmm. And I, you may not accept it, but this is what's going to happen. Hmm. And that, moment was me pushing back for the very first time in my life to my father, to my parents to say, and, and, and to the world, mm. you know, this, this is what I want. This is yeah. what I believe. And yeah. I am going to put my flag on top of this mountain and claim it. Yeah. You claimed your relationship with, with yourself. Absolutely. And it's interesting because we, we don't, um, you know, we don't, we don't, <laughs> we're never really taught that we're never really taught to, at least in, in my world, I wasn't taught to really trust myself. Although I, my family, you know, was really good at giving me positive affirmations. I don't, ever remember 
them being like, trust yourself, trust your intuition, trust your gut. Like, I don't remember, I don't ever remember that, like being, being something that I learned. Um, Mm. And so I never did. And so as I started to explore different ideas and, and outside of my little bubble, right? Yeah. Seeing the world differently and, and interacting with people who were different than me and, and exploring different ideas. Cause I was, I was very much into the, into the Catholic religion for a while that I, I was so tied up into that, that I didn't see a lot of different perspectives and, and ways that people, uh, you know, drove, dove, dove into spirituality and, and other religions. And so it, it was very, I was very closed off about it for a very long time. And, and so like at that, you know, at that moment, really accepting my truth Mm. and proclaiming it Mm. was the first time I had ever done that. Mm. And it's interesting, right? It's interesting that here I am, you know, (laughs) much, much older. I'm in my thirties and I'm finally, finally accepting who I am. Yeah. And making it known. Yeah. It's like the world is just a mirror from what from what I'm hearing. It's like you're telling the world, but you're actually telling yourself. Mm -hmm. That is huge. That is Mm -hmm. huge. That right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have a a connection to myself. I see, I, I wouldn't have even been able to tell my partner in the past that, hey, this is what I need. Yeah. (laughs) Me even telling him that was me accepting, like me listening to myself to being like, okay, you're going to do this thing. Mm. (laughs) And this is what you, this is what you need. This is what you need. Mm. This is what you need. You need this. And so, you know, me even telling him, Hey, this is what I need. Right. was huge. I had never done that before. Like that in my, in my past, that wasn't what, you know, and, 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 and I, 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 in, in some ways thought like, Oh, you know, maybe my dad's going to support this. Maybe my parents will support this. But there was a, mm. another part of me that just knew, that just knew that that might not be the case. And yeah. that's so, right? Yeah, yeah. So many times we bring our past, uh, like we're just living out those past patterns. I, this is what I hear like, as you share your story <laughs> with me. like, and And, you know, Growing up in a in an unsafe um, environment in my childhood, I I had an unsafe relationship with myself. Mm. So and and mm. I didn't know that until I knew it, and then mm. it was there. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly, yeah. like it's there, but you can't. It's not spelled out yet, so I don't know. And mm-hmm. it, it takes so much time, but then like. If you go back, like a lot of these, these your relationship with yourself is not something that is clarified and told you, hey, you're a, you're this person, you're an individual. No, nope. you're somebody's daughter, you're somebody's son, and that's the be <laughs> all and end all of you. That was my <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and so, like it was there. Was there a moment? Uh, I I remember when I was eleven years old. I know this this age between eleven between nine and twelve is a very beautiful age where mm. kids 
do some things and then they decide what they want to do for the rest of their lives or whatever it is something very interesting happens if it happens so that something happened for me when i was 11 years old i made a decision i would be a different mother and and yeah. you shared with me something similar happened for you probably slightly younger for you and so share a little bit about what that was uh for you where uh where you had that belief form that you needed their approval or something or you couldn't trust yourself yeah so yeah there this is this is um this is this it's interesting because i um you know here i am nine years old my family is um coming to see me perform i was a professional uh dancer you know i, I competed and um this is one of the first times that i was competing or performing in front of like a 500 person audience in this really beautiful theater. And although I had performed before, this one was very different. I mean, my grandparents were there, my my aunts were there, my brothers were there, my parents, you know, everybody was there, the whole family. And uh, I felt a lot of pressure, you know? And so I'm, I'm backstage and I'm, I'm nervous and I'm watching all the other people perform. And, you know, my stomach isn't feeling right there's something wrong. And so I go to the, to the bathroom and before I even get to the stall, my mm. body just released. <laughs> oh. And, you know, so I, here I am in the, in the stall trying to clean myself up mm. and, you know, I, I have to, you know, throw away some things because they're dirty and I don't, I, 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 I don't want to go back out there, but I know I have to. Because everybody's out there and everybody's waiting to see me. Yeah. And so I do my best to clean myself up and, you know, tears. Obviously, I'm crying. Um, my moon is in cancer. So uh, the way I release my emotions is through tears. Mm. And and so that was definitely what was happening. And so, you know, I do my best to get myself okay so that I could go on stage and perform and I perform everything goes great and I'm staying backstage for a little bit because we're, we're at the end of the show and um I go down after to go see my parents and my family and I'm walking down and as I'm walking down I hear like in my head I'm telling myself you can't tell them they can't mm -hmm. know you cannot tell them. I'm just over and over in my head. I'm telling myself this. And mm. so I get there and, you know, of course they're all, you did so good and you're so great. And, oh, you're such a good performer and, you know, blah, 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 all these things. Yeah. And I made the decision in that moment that I can't trust them. Mm. I can't be vulnerable with them. Yeah. I can't trust that the decision I made was the right one. I can't, like, there's so many different things. Like, they're not going to accept you. They're not going to love you. Um, you know, you have to be strong. And that was weak. And there was just so many things that my in my nine-year-old mind that mm. made so many decisions yeah. that have affected me my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. In not trusting, in not allowing, in not being vulnerable, in, you know, 
not trusting the people who I was supposed to trust the most. Yeah, it messed up, messed, messes up your own relationship because you can't trust others and you can't trust even yourself. Mm-mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. And so, and so how does that transpire for you? Like you couldn't trust your parents. So then how did you make up for that in your life? You sought their <laughs> approval. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Every decision, everything, like I said, everything that I, that I did always yeah. had to be approved by them. It, they had to, like my dad had to give me the sign off. <laughs> Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's okay. You can do this or, or yes, this is the, I remember so many times like saying, okay, dad, this is what I'm thinking. Like, is this right? <laughs> you know, like, mm. am I right? Am, am, is this okay? Like never fully trusting that the decision or the thing that I was making was the right one. And it was like, yeah. can you, can you give me the stamp of approval? <laughs> can you, can you say yes to this? Yeah. Yeah. So the yes you want to give to yourself has to come from the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the outside so. Approval. Outside, from everybody yeah. though. But that, but that, the, my bosses, my partners, my yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. The whole jing bang. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, and so of course, when you, when you were in your thirties and you'll stake your claim, you say, dad, this mm-hmm. is me. Of course, like all this while you were seeking approval mm-hmm. from your dad and, and he kind mm-hmm. of had authority, some sort of an authority. He felt like he had that in your life. And so oh, when yeah. that felt like it's taken away from him when you stake mm. your claim. That means that, okay, mm-hmm. it's like your individuality comes out and you're no longer, it's like sort of challenging the daughter element. Like, you are my mm. daughter. Mm. You can't do this. <laughs> because we think that as parents, right? We think as parents that we control yeah. our kids or we have the power over our kids and 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 that is not the case. We are here to guide our children mm. into into the people, into the souls, into their evolution. Like yeah. we're here to guide them. We are not here to control them. We are just here to guide them so that they can flourish and fly and and be the best versions of themselves. Mm. And and so I I you know yeah I, I mean in that point a hundred percent he thought. He thought he had that. I mean, literally by saying like, no, I don't accept that <laughs> was, was literally him telling me, no, that that's mm. not what we're going to do here. No, Danny, that's not what we're going to do here. Mm. So that's and then and then so now you are in a very different place. You came, you've come such a long way from, from that bathroom oh floor, throwing <laughs> yeah. up, tears in oh. your eyes two weeks before your wedding. You have mm. a talk with your parents and then you go into your healing journey, develop a relationship mm. with yourself and then you stake your claim. Mm. Now you are, you, I, I believe you have a beautiful love in your life. Um, I do. <laughs> yeah. Talk to talk to us about that and how did you meet? 
I mean, people say we do your work and then somebody's going to manifest. You have to heal your relationships and then, <laughs> yes, somebody's going to manifest. But but did that actually, like, how did that actually uh, transpire in, in your life? Yeah, so I, you're, you're, you're 100% right because everybody says, like, oh, you know, you do the work and then you'll be ready and you'll open yourself up and the right person will appear. And all of those <laughs> things are very, very true. And that can yeah. happen. There is some bumpiness <laughs> on that journey. And at least that was for me. Um, you know, I had, we had, I had been, you know, separated or, or had ended that relationship and had, had moved on and had been on that journey. And um, I thought I was ready. I really did. I thought I was ready. And my love thought he was ready as well. And uh, the first six to nine months of our relationship was, um, you know, the beginning is always great. You know, the first couple of months, first three months or so, you know, where we're, we're still showing our best selves and, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're trying to at least. And, um, you know, all of that, all of that um, pattern of, of doing the things that we think we need to do in the beginning of a relationship as we're getting to know somebody. And there, there was a, there was, there was a point after that kind of, you know, uh, honeymoon period, right. As they say, mm. it, it, where, where things started to come out and it was these old patterns from our past relationships that were coming to the surface. Yeah. That were now being presented to each other. And it, it came to a point where we, I remember we were outside um, his apartment and we had gone for a walk and I, I sat down on this like wall and I said, we can't do this anymore. I'm not her and you are not him. We are different people and we've brought them to the table and they don't belong here. And if we're going to do this, we need to build a new table. And so yeah. we both sat there for a second and, you know, kind of came to our own conclusions on, do we want to continue and build this new table? Or is that it? Are we going to bail? Because it's really easy to bail, right? Yeah. So he, he and I both said, no, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to build a table together so we did and I mean we've been together now almost nine years so <laughs> um but that first even because even after that even after we 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 proclaimed that and and you probably know this too and and maybe many of you out there is that are listening is when you say something that is great but then there's the action that comes after it the actual putting it in place, like even when you set a boundary, right? And and now it's like you got to reinforce that boundary. Yeah. Or that maybe that boundary needs to change and, and, and it grows and it develops. But 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 after you make that claim, there's there's still work to be done. And so both of us had work to do. We both, you know, I, I would catch him, you know, trying to bring, you know her back into the table and he would catch me trying to bring him or, or others back into the table. Right. 
Mm. And, and so, you know, there was, there was a time where we had to really work through that and it's where our communication and, and I guarantee you that is where we became much, much stronger. And we built a really solid foundation that, you know, to this day, we still work. We, he, he does the work and I do the work and we're both very conscious of the work that we are doing separately and together. I love, I love have- what you said. <laughs> conscious separately and together that's that's mm-hmm. beautiful i want listeners to pay attention to that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know your your partner i'm strong i'm a strong believer in that you and your partner there's there's a lot of vision that that you've got to have together because when one partner is growing in their self love it's going to challenge the other person And if that person is not on the same page, it is going to be tough. It is going to be rocky. Um, And when you're both, even when you're both on the same, (laughs) the same page, there's still going to be challenge. I don't want to say that it, that it's perfect and it's easy. There's still going to be challenge, but you're growing. You're both Mm. growing. There comes a time when you, when the other person isn't, if they're not working, they're not working on loving themselves, but we have a, we have a a saying, um, it's a, it's an, an image that, that an affirmation that we made together and our, the affirmation is, um, I love me to love thee. I, I cannot give you my fullest unless I love myself first. Yeah. Both are very present to the idea that we come first. I love it. Individually, we come first. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then other things come into play. Two whole beings, two whole beings coming together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Bringing their best selves. Absolutely. Sounds so beautiful. Sounds so amazing. Danny, I have had such a lovely time talking to you. It has been wonderful. Where, where, where can people find out more about you? Um, you can find uh, more about me on thepeaceteacher.com. Okay. Um, there's a lot of great information on there about me, but you can also, my favorite place to hang out if you're a social media person is on Instagram. It's my, my favorite place right now. Um, I do a lot of live videos. I'm pretty active in stories. I don't post as much, but, <laughs> but I, I am pretty active in stories, uh, sharing a lot of different things, talking about astrology, spirituality, generational paradigms. Awesome. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Um, any last words you want to leave the listeners with that I may have not touched upon? The only thing that I would say is on your self-love journey is it's ever evolving, ever evolving. And that I don't say that to tell you like, oh, there's going to be a lot of work and there's, there's, I, I don't say it to that. I say that to let you know that it is a beautiful process. And I, to this day, am still doing work and I will always do work. And that is just a commitment that I have made to myself hmm. to show up as my best. And that mm. begins with doing the work. 
So I encourage you to do the work and see it as a journey and see it as ever evolving. Because I think sometimes we can get caught up in, okay, I did this and so I should be good. (laughs) Yeah. It's, It's a beautiful process. It's ever evolving. And it is so worth it. Absolutely. I love it. It is absolutely worth it. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you. This has been fun. I love this. I love (laughs) what you're doing too. Yeah, I had a great time. Thank you for being on the Relationship Academy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Do you struggle to love yourself? Do you find it difficult to say no to others? Do you doubt yourself all the time? You are not alone. And after the 29th of November, you will never feel alone because I'll be there with you. I will help you embrace yourself with compassion, find true connection with yourself and exude unshakable confidence. Ladies and gentlemen, my book Wired for Self-Love is now available on Amazon. Be sure to get your copy. It will be available for just 99 cents on the first week of its availability after it is published on the 29th of November and the week after. All right. So be sure to grab your copy. This book contains the answers that you are finally going to find. Who are you? Who would you be without your limiting beliefs? What could you achieve if you fully believed in yourself and love yourself and embrace yourself? Drawing upon my personal experience as well as research, this book will guide you through practical steps and exercises to start building an authentic relationship with yourself. Whether you've been struggling with self-esteem, toxic relationships, or lack of focus. Wired for Self-Love will help you overcome your biggest challenges and find everlasting joy. Packed with stories of real people who overcame their addiction to alcohol, to the ones who silenced their inner and outer bullies, to standing up for themselves, this book serves as a thought-provoking guide to help you find your true identity, the courage to be your most confident version. You will let go of your limiting beliefs so that you can become everything you have dreamed about. You will love yourself and embrace your misgivings. You'll use meditation to ground yourself in your truth. Overcome procrastination and make those decisions that you've been putting off. Silence that critic inside you once and for all and find the confidence to step into your power. Be sure to grab my copy on the 29th of November and onwards. The link is available in the show notes.
if by reading this book you come out one to two percent more integrated a person by which i mean you have embraced everything that you had otherwise pushed away or didn't like about yourself away deep into your subconscious when you embrace all of that you become a more integrated person and if this book makes you one or two percent more integrated after you read it then wired for self-love has achieved its purpose enjoy the read